Hey, listen, the Bible gives us a great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, right? And to love your neighbor as yourself. That's our great commandment. Uh, We've also been given in the Bible a great commission. The great thing we are to be doing on this planet uh, while we're alive here. And that is to go and to tell the story. To go and to share the gospel. And we sure seek to be a church that's doing that. We sure try to be a church that is going out into the world, whether that's across the street or or to another part of the earth. Uh, we want to be a church that's doing that. We want to be a church that's providing you the opportunity as an individual to say, hey, I love God with all my heart and I'm going into all the world with the gospel. And so uh, today, is, that's kind of our theme, is keeping that in front of us, what we're doing, how we're doing it, how you can be involved in that. Uh, our mission pastor, Wes Rose, come on over here and step into the screen. Uh, Wes Rose has been our missions pastor for 11 years? 11 years. 11 years. When he got here 11 years ago, if you're a little bit new to this story, to our congregation, we we went on a mission trip once every two or three years. Uh, We would do something in our community, really kind of when it bumped into us, when an opportunity. And and now we go on anywhere from six to ten trips a year uh, to different parts of the world. We have a dozen to 20 places around our community that we seek to be doing that, and uh, we want to keep that in front of you and how you can be engaged and involved with that, and also just know what you're a part of uh, when you're praying, giving, serving here at the Heights. So I'm going to turn it over to Wes now, and he's going to kind of guide us through this morning, and we really have some awesome things in front of us this morning you're going to be very uh, excited about. So Wes, y'all welcome Wes to the house this morning. Thank you. the biggest thing I can tell you about this morning is good morning and get ready. We are going to go around the world and back this morning over here. We're excited about it. We're excited about what God is doing. Uh, a little bit different. You're going, to hear, you're going to hear some very personal stories from a couple of families over here. That is, as Randy just finished his sermon series about loving Jesus and loving the church, this is going to be an opportunity where you're going to see some folks that sold out, done it, and, and are doing a little bit of everything, uh, and actually going, um, I won't give that away quite yet. Um, I really, I'm excited about our church, I'm excited about what we're doing, uh, I really feel like we are uh, the church in Acts, God has done something great in our lives over here, He's changed our lives, and because of that, we are telling our neighbors, we are sharing our faith over here, we are taking the gospel around the area. We're taking it to within our state. We're taking it within the U.S., and we're taking it around the world. Uh, the, the core value of living, we live to tell, that's, just, that's not just a motto. That's not just a, a placard. It's not just a poster. It is, it is who we are now. And for some of you that may be new or maybe uh, really not, not uh, really familiar with everything that we're doing, whether it's, uh, whether it's going, whether it's some of our partnerships, whether it's uh, some of the things we're doing locally, or those who are giving, um, I want to take the time and show you just a couple slides over here to kind of save some time, but also give a visual uh, a picture of what we're doing. So if you could throw the first one up there. Okay, if you can see that, you see everything coming out of this area. You see the, 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 the dotted lines that are going over. Now, what you may not be able to see, you see the places that we're going. This is only 2018. This is only the places that we're going or have somebody. We've got folks right now in three different places overseas. 
The, and when you see, and I'll, it's, it's kind of hard to see some of the lines are thicker than others, there are places we're going back two and three times. And that's just overseas stuff we're doing only in 2018. If I showed you 2017 or 2016, you would see a very similar map. But this is just, just, just overseas mission trips and things we're doing in the States. Go ahead and throw up the next one. Okay, you can see these local ministry partners. These are folks in our area that, that we partner with. We don't have to own every ministry going on, but you'll see, and all of these ministry partners, they're out in the concourse. They're out there, and uh, for, for the folks out of Midlow, all of these folks, Buddy's been by here this morning, he has information for you, and I'll be out there, Karen and I will be out there next week, and we'll be able to follow up with any questions you have and help you get connected with the, with the ministries there. But these are ministries that we do as individuals. I tell you, if you have a life group and you're looking for a project, a service project, Go out there, talk to some of those folks, and, and get connected, your life group, with some of these ministries. And that way you can be connected locally as well and have something you can do ongoing. And then the last slide. This is our Love 804. This is what we do here as a church. This is what oh, you're going to see expanding. If we're going to be the, the church that the 804, our area code, can't live without, if you see that, we're going to be expanding that. We're going to be expanding that as a church. We'll be, there'll be some projects we do as a church. There'll be some life groups that take on projects themselves, that take on a ministry. There will be ministries that we have in our church that will be expanding out into the 804, into our area code. And I'm not supposed to say this, and don't tell Randy, but there's one ministry that's already kind of expanded out beyond the 804. And I don't know if that's breaking a rule or not, but I think we may, we may expand to be the, the, the church that Virginia can't live without. That would be great. Uh, there's some, also some, some churches overseas that... Where we're partnering so deep with them that the, the, the heights and, and their area that, they're, that we're going to year in and year out is a place that, uh, that they couldn't be without some of the work and stuff like that that we're doing. But as we're, as we're going and talking and we're talking about the different things that we're doing, you see the slides, you see the logos, you see some people out there in the concourse. If, if all it is, if all it is is just a tagline or a motto or a slogan or something that we're doing, we've missed it. This is not, we don't do missions over here to, to put it on, to put it on the, uh, the front sign or put it in the bulletin. We do missions because something's happened over here. Something's happened to the individuals. And this morning, it's going to be a little bit different. I want you to hear the stories of a couple of, a couple of families that have been greatly impacted, not by Christ, but as an outpouring of what Christ has done in their love for the church. They're actually going in and they will see what missions has done in their lives. So you just take a second and just kind of point up to the screen and watch that. We've been doing mission work now for seven or eight work years. Yeah, uh, I started approximately four years before I retired. And uh, Catherine started actually before I did. I'm Mike Tolliver. This is my wife, Catherine. <laughs> Both um, government, military, uh, did systems work, um, and it was satisfying. It, there was a lot uh, to it we loved, but God just started working in our lives and sort of changing our hearts and direction, and um, it just became much more of a priority. And it became clear that from the beginning to the end of, of the Bible, you see his hearts for the lost, you know, and, and 
Jesus says, go and make disciples. And Paul says, you're here to be ambassadors for Christ. And, and you know, we're to serve the way Jesus served. And all of that just sort of gets on your heart. <laughs> and, and you have to change. You just have to make changes. Right after retired, uh, the Southern Baptist uh, Convention said, hey, we got a class that you guys might like to go to. Uh, Catherine said, yeah, I don't know, no. but we went, and uh, it was uh, international disaster relief, and it was a week long, and they fire hoses with just so much information, and uh, Virginia goes on a mission for disaster relief internationally every April and October, and what we do there is, is we're basically on call, so if anything, any disaster happens during that time frame, they can call us up and ask us to go. I, I think it really was... Um the Lord putting disaster relief on our heart, giving us a real passion for that, and a real passion for the lost, it sort of moved us in this direction, and it became just so much more important. I mean, the whole directional change for us was about being more obedient. cigarette butts for one day and we said well we gotta find something other than this to do <laughs> this is not us <laughs> for 20 years in the military I picked enough cigarette butts up so uh, what we did was is we partnered with an organization and uh, Project Homes Project Homes and that organization actually pays for the materials and allows us to go out and uh, do minor repairs and uh, build wheelchair ramps for people who can't afford it and uh, we do that kind of in between our, our trips and it's very very rewarding some of the services that we do along as well with being uh, serving God. It's just, it's just something that it, it feels like. 95% of the time, Jesus is meeting physical needs and spiritual needs. And when you're out doing disaster relief, you're meeting physical needs and spiritual needs. You're sharing the gospel. You're encouraging and uplifting other Christians. And you're also meeting those very critical and necessary physical needs and the same thing with Ready Church but on a much smaller scale you're going out locally disasters open up many doors opportunities lots of doors lots of opportunities but they'll um, their hearts are softer they're more open to listen and so you have opportunities to show Christ's love and to share the gospel when in we would not have had those opportunities in the same way. So you get that little window, you know, where you can go and, you know, people share with people who have never heard the name Jesus. Jesus. Never. And you have that opportunity and it's that window. And so we just feel it's really important. But anyway, so, I mean, it sounds like disaster relief is 
you know, you know, the only thing we're doing, but that's because it's, you know, God put such a passion in our hearts for that, but um, missions work is also, you know, very important to us, and it was just, you know, I've been out to Nicaragua and Bali and things like that, but with um, our Nepal response after the earthquake in 2015, Michael came back from that and, you know, the Lord had just put Nepal on his heart. He came back and said, we got to go. Do you want to go live in Nepal? Can we go? Are you ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway, so we went back in a disaster re- relief role again. Um, and we just felt like we needed to continue in a missions um, direction. We just feel it's really important, and, and that's why we started we're starting with west to, to do missions to nepal that we get teams in with that window and help you know the imb and the local uh, pastors to really multiply till there's no place left in nepal while we have that opportunity our particular role right now over there is just building leaders and getting as many leaders as we can built so that they can go out and build more churches and uh, so we're doing training, we're doing four fields training, and we're doing evangelism, and all that's kind of centered around building more leaders Mul- in Nepal. Multi- multiplying, multiplying leaders. Multiplying disciples and leaders. Saw that uh, you, you saw that heard the stories, the Tolliver story, and we were going to have I grew you, up in you can clap. It, you can clap. It's awesome. Yeah, we were going to uh, we were going to have them. I was going to feature them live, and we were got to talking, looking at the dates, and we're thinking oh, we're not going to be here. We're going to be in we're going to be in uh, in Central Asia. So anyway, they're actually in Central Asia right now uh, with the Shipleys over here and. Uh, Going in and, and doing what they said they were doing. So you know, we were, we're excited about that. That it started a few years ago, and and even to this day, they're out there. Uh, the next family I want to introduce you to. Uh, boy, our our conversation started 13, 14 years ago uh, with them, and you're going to hear a story of, gosh, of it, it could be it could, you could have a book written about it. It was a, it was about passion. It was about calling. It was about you know. Uh, adversity. It was about faith. It was about you know all these things that go into a, a great novel, a great story, and a great novel over there. You're going to get a chance to hear their story here in, in a second. So, and um, I, they, we have some of this by video and some of this live over here. Uh, go ahead and look, take a look of the Todd and Veronica story as well. I grew up in Parker, Pennsylvania, famous for being the smallest city in the United States. Out in the country, the closest McDonald's was 30 miles away. Typical of small-town America, I grew up going to church, playing Little League Baseball, and mostly staying out of trouble. Although I obtained many pins of recognition for perfect attendance at church, it wasn't until I was 15 years old that I would come to fully understand and accept the message of the gospel. I went off to college in Columbus, Ohio, where I began attending a small Southern Baptist church, leading the youth, and was treasurer. I went on my first extended mission trip in February 2000, serving at the Goodwill Games in Lake Placid, working in a variety of areas and sharing the gospel with competitors and all who would listen. I moved to Florida in 2001. There I became part of a fellowship where God would present to me a call to missions. 
While serving as the singles leader at South Biscayne Baptist Church, I helped with the church's global missions conference. During this conference, I felt God calling me to service in worldwide missions. It was at this conference that I was assigned to a Ukrainian pastor, his wife and daughter, to escort to and from miscellaneous events throughout the week in southwest Florida. The daughter, who acted as her father's interpreter, was Veronica, who is now my wife. Although I didn't know exactly what this call to missions would entail, what I would do, or where I'd go, I remained open to God's leadership. In 2004, I received a job opportunity in Richmond, Virginia, working for the DMV, where I started going to Colonial Heights Baptist my very first Sunday. Knowing that our relationship couldn't be affirmed without Veronica spending some time in America, she and I put forth a fleece that depended on the success of her requiring a visa, something that I had shown to be nearly impossible to acquire for a single Ukrainian girl. God had something else in mind. Not only did Veronica acquire the 90-day visa, but was given a five-year visa. Veronica and I were married March 28, 2005 at Colonial Heights Baptist Church. Over the next 12 years, God continued shaping this call to missions for Veronica and I. Greetings. My name is Veronica Gallagher. I was named in honor and memory of my grandmother Vera on my dad's side. She died due to injuries from physical abuse from my grandfather when my dad was very young. My grandfather abandoned his family and my dad grew up as an orphan in eastern Ukraine. However, before she died, my grandmother left a legacy of a godly life, instilling the principles of Christ in my dad and his nine siblings. I am the oldest of four kids in my family. We lived in a two-room apartment, all six of us. I was very sickly as a child, and at age 12, I was sent to live for a summer with a family in Italy, with hopes that a period of strong nutrition would pull me from my health struggles. At age 13, I became very sick, and my parents were told by the doctors there was nothing more that they could do for me, and that they should plan for my burial. My mom and dad would not give up on praying and seeking God for my healing. Although I was nearly at the point of death over the next two years, God alone saved me. I always remember going with my parents to Bible studies from the time I could walk. In 1998, my dad became pastor of a small church in a village, about 40 minutes from our apartment. This is where me and my siblings were involved in everything music, Sunday school, visitation, cleaning, everything. I remember being taught that God uses everyone for his glory if we are just willing to be faithful. Being the daughter of an orphan, I was taught so much about God's faithful character. My dad had every chance to waste his life and be bitter about how his youth turned out. But as he says, God's mercy and love towards him was bigger and protected him from the evil. So we got married, and we've been here at the Heights now, that whole marriage, 13 years, and we've been yes. doing 10 trips, I think, now um, across to Ukraine, taking short-term teams there. Yes, 10 years, and what a change it has been since the beginning, how they felt antagonistic towards us coming over there and almost not wanting us there, to writing letters to my dad's church saying, a mayor of the town saying, hey, when is this uh, group coming back and doing more camps. Absolutely, even to the point now where the core of their youth group is made up of the kids from our first, second, third camps along the way there. So we keep struggling with this um, 
full-time call to, to service and trying to realize how that's going to happen. I met with Randy and Wes seeking wise counsel, and Randy suggested I go to Southeastern and, and take some seminary classes there. So I, I actually received my degree in the Certificate of Mission Studies. And um, this past May, we said, you know, if the timing is right, um, it's, it's time to go for it. And uh, we pulled the kids from school. and Yeah, we sold the house. You quit your job. We sold the second car. Yeah, and left to go to the uh, International Learning Center where we met with 140 other like-minded people, many of those families, same situation as us. They are going for it. Yes. And uh, then we had that little mishap at the end. Yeah, thinking oh, that, uh, yes, that you've been a superhero <laughs> maybe or something. I wasn't being a superhero. I tore all three hamstrings from the bone. And had to have surgery and realized that we're homeless. And so we had to go back to Pennsylvania at that time. And, um, Lord, what are you doing? Uh, what's what's going on here? We had tickets in hand leaving December 27th. And now our plans are completely upside down. And I'm completely flat for six weeks uh, trying to recover there. Yeah, what a disaster it seemed. I'm thinking, how is this going to help us? Yeah. It's kind of a wrong timing. Yeah, and little did we know the blessings that we would get in the next four four months almost. Enrolled the girls in school. They got more adapted to meeting other kids and working with other kids. Um, And we uh, merged in with a a different church up there that we weren't very familiar with people. And we went into service again. God showing his faithfulness to us, teaching us all along the way. And just the blessings poured into our lives. It was tremendous. So here we are now. Bags are packed. And we're ready to go. We've got a 40-foot container that's heading out in four yeah. weeks. Tickets are in hand. And I think we're ready. Lord willing. Lord willing. Oh, you can clap 100%. Hey, guys, uh, as, you, as you're clapping and, and, and cheering on their story over here, I would like to ask Todd and Veronica to come up here. And uh, this is them, Heist family. They're, your folks are getting sent out. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hey, hey I, I hope you got your uh, mental track shoes on because uh, I'm going to be flying through this there. I have limited time there, so I'm glad you limited your applause. Um, I want to open, open the, the word very quickly. Write down this. I want you to go back and look at this in, in, in time here just to verify that what I'm saying is, is indeed correct. I'm in Acts chapter 14, and I'm going to be reading uh, in verses 21 through 23 of the, those, those verses. And um, I'm going to skip the glasses. I don't need them just yet. Um, Setting the stage up very quickly, Paul and Barnabas coming back from their first missionary trip that they were commissioned by the Holy Spirit from the church in Antioch being sent out. We see that in chapter 13. That's, that's what started. They're coming back and Paul is basically at this point putting his PowerPoint slides together for the church. And this is what we're kind of hearing here uh, in verses 21 through 23. So I'm going to scoot down here. It says, uh, when they had preached the gospel to that city... And had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And so I want to go into just very quickly, what does missionaries do? And then I'll get into specifically what what are we doing? But everything that we do when we do missions here, when our short-term trips... These things 
are in our mind. They need to be in our mind. What are those three things there? Well, new converts, the first thing we see in there in verse 21, they preached the gospel. They had new converts and made disciples of them. Second thing that we see that they, they did was they developed new communities. Verse 23 talks about them appointing elders. As they came back through, they made sure that the churches had elders. They, they enlisted these new converts into these churches and they made uh, new communities of believers. And the last thing they did was they nurtured churches. They encouraged them, it says there in verse 22. They were encouragers as they came back through, giving the church encouragement. Those are the kind of things that, that must make up what, what I say is the three-legged stool of missions. Any one of those things is missing, we won't have as strong as ministry as, as we had hoped. So getting into now what we, what we are doing and what we have been doing, VBS camps have been the core of the ministry that we've done over the last eight years there. Why VBS camps? Well, VBS camps uh, not are, are you know good things to do with kids and things like that, but they break down walls. Break down walls not just with the kids, but they break down walls with the parents, with the communities. As we've come back year after year, the communities see we're not going anywhere, and we're we're doing very solid things there. As you heard um, in there, even the. Um, Mayor of the town had asked and sent letters requesting that that we do more camps um, uh, over there. So again, very much uh, things that that break down the barriers. Break down the barriers. Why? Well, our people group there are the Ukrainian Orthodox peoples, and so Ukrainian Orthodox. Yes, it's a religion, but it's more of a culture than it is a religion. And you even talk to people, and you'll, you'll ask them about, you know, what do you go to church? Well, I really don't believe in God, and but yet they claim Ukrainian Orthodox, and and you know, I have the priest come out j- just in case. And, and, um, so those are our core people group and, and they're somewhat leery of us evangelicals sharing the gospel, sharing God's word. And we do these things to break down the walls. And that's really the crux of our whole ministry that they're breaking down these walls. So VBS ministry is what we've been doing. We've done a lot of, um, medical clinics, building, and uh, orphanage visits. But going forward, what will we be doing? Of course, VBS will continue to remain there. But in continuation, as Wes talked about, Love 804. Uh, do you have our Love 380 shirts? 380 is the country code there. But w- w- seriously, we are we are going to be doing a Love 804, getting the church out in the community. Traditionally, the church has not been... Uh, and admittedly so, they will say that they've not really done well at getting out into the community, making themselves known. That's a lot of what we were doing to, to drive the church out into the communities, doing beautification projects, um, going into doing street ministries, gardens. Everyone has gardens, whether you're in a city or out in the country, you have a garden. We'll be taking over rear-time tillers, heavy-duty rear-time tillers, enlisting the youth, n- not me, but, but enlisting the, the youth, um, to um, get out there, and we'll be going into the villages, especially working with the older folks that are there that are having their uh, oxen and their plow hearth there, and we'll be using our rear-time tillers, again, to break down barriers such that we can uh, start some Bible studies, such that we can plant churches in these villages out there. So that's a, a key area of, of what we're, we're wanting to do. Again, breaking down the barriers so people will hear the gospel message. Then we'll be going into uh, the church itself, doing discipleship ministry. Discipleship ministries for men, for women, for couples, for youth. Uh, we've seen a lot of that. And as I've mentioned all these things, put these things in your head. Keep every one of these ideas in your head because we'll be using teams, you, 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 teams across the year 
integrating in all of these ministries, and that's the plan going forward, not just VBS camps in the summer, but across the year, having teams come over, small teams, larger teams, medium teams, coming over to plug into these ministries as we have that there. So think about these things as we we continue forward there. But um, outreach ministries. Uh, going into a, a drug and alcohol rehab center that is sponsored by the church over there, working with the, the addicted. Uh, that will be a, a ministry that we'll be doing. Uh, poor families going out and doing building, also you know, supplying foods and things like that. Getting the mindset, again, Love 804 is not just about these events, as he said. They're about, you know, we have these events, we, we are looking to serve there, but we're changing a mindset, changing our mindset as we go into the community, as our church in Ukraine goes in the commun- community. The individuals, they have this outreach in mind uh, that it's a lifestyle and, and being kindness, acts of kindness throughout there. So, again, I'm stealing all of Wes's ideas. None of this is original. We're heading there to do that. There is over 106,000 orphans, and it, that, that population is growing there. 250, no, sorry, 750-plus orphanages, many of which are in the region where we're at. We've already developed partnerships with a few of these orphanages to where we can go in and have programs for the kids that ultimately share the gospel with these kids. And, and we'll be doing that, and that will be a continued ministry. So we're back here uh, so say you're back here, we're over there, we're over there holding the rope, but you're back here holding the rope as well. And what do I mean by that? We have, we have blisters on our hands as, as we're holding this rope. Uh, we're down in the well maybe, but you're up at the top holding it. What does that mean? Well, well, you have a role here, a significant role. What do those roles look like? Well, of course, going. Going is a huge role, and that, that's a, a great thing that we need from there. We need your prayers. We absolutely cannot live without the life-staining blood of the prayers that, that, that we've felt so much over the last few months with injuries and such like that, the things that have been going on. But also, uh, uh, we mentioned that we went to, to that training with 140 others, and, and most of those, all but really two families, were being sent by the IMB, which is our mission board there. But there's also another um, mission uh, emphasis that the IMB has. It's called SBC Direct. It's the churches sending out missionaries directly. That's where we're at. That's where you're at. You're part of this SBC Direct that is sending us out. The church um, is doing a, a great thing for us from a financial perspective. They're helping us uh, with a monthly stipend towards our, our health insurance a huge thing, but we still need financial support. Uh, We're going at this individually, and that's where you can uh, really help us out. Again, a lot of people doing a little bit, and we'll have more information out there where you might partner with us in in that manner, but um, we're so blessed to uh, be a part of this um, that thing that God is doing in our lives and in the life of the church, uh, and throughout these last 13 years, it's been um, an incredible journey, um, and the love that you guys show us has been so tremendous. Praise the Lord for you all. As you've heard this story, I'm going to uh, ask uh, the pastors to come up here, any pastor or ordained uh, deacons over here that are, that are in, the, in this, we're going to have a time of prayer and commissioning for them, for their family. So you'll see, it's, it's just not Todd and Veronica going over there, but they've got, uh, they got three children going over there as well. So anyway, uh, we're going to pray over them. Yes. yes. We're going to have them come down here and kneel on the altar. Yeah. And uh, 
if we could have all of our ordained uh, deacons, pastors uh, that are in the sanctuary with us right now, if you would uh, come over here and gather around them. And when we use that word ordain, often in the New Testament, what goes with that is that the church laid hands on them. Uh, and so that's what's going to happen now. They're going to kneel here at the altar and they're going to come and uh, place their hands on them. And we are all, all together going to, to pray over them. Isn't it exciting to think of this family uh, out there in the world on behalf of, of you and me? And you know, one thing that'll be a little cue for you, because this prayer we're about to pray over them should be the first prayer of thousands of prayers, right? And, and uh, unfortunately, Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia end up in the news a lot, don't they? Uh, not, not for good things often. And so, but for us in this church family, every time you hear the word Ukraine, you think of Todd and Veronica. You think of these three children, and, and uh, that's just a reminder to you. Hey, wait a minute. Our church is over there living full time, and uh, what a great opportunity just to stop what you're doing and pray for them uh, as we move through these months and, and years ahead. But we're going to kick off that prayer right now. Let's, let's bow before the Lord and lift them up. Heavenly Father, we just come before you for Todd and Veronica. We're thankful for their lives. We're thankful for their story that we've gotten to be reminded of again this morning. And I know, Lord, there's so many in here today that, that, that are friends of Todd and Veronica, have walked with Todd and Veronica at, at different times. I know for uh, a number of years they were a part of our Midlothian campus and, and engaged out there. And uh, Lord, we know them personally and we love them. And uh, they're such a, a great blessing and a great part of, of our church being the church we want to be right here, Lord, that we, we don't really actually sometimes want to see you take people like this from us. But Father, we do pause in this moment to praise you for your call on their lives. And uh, Lord, we, we give them up to you. And we ask that you're going to use them in a great and a wonderful way out of our church and into the, the culture of Ukraine. And Lord, we pray that as a result of their family going, and not just on a trip, but, but going to live there permanently, that Lord, hundreds, yea, thousands are going to come to faith in Christ. And, and that the church and the churches are going to be encouraged by, by their ministry, by their model, by their witness. Lord, how exciting. I, I think of Todd and Veronica involved in, in some of our trips, involved in some of our local missions, and how their engagement and all that has, has now become a part of a model and inspiration and encouragement in, in a church most of us will never see. And, and to think that what we're doing as a church here is, is now taking place in a, in a country like Ukraine. And we pray you'll bless them for those purposes. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd protect them from Satan and his schemes. Uh, protect them from sins and temptations. Lord, we know that, that the enemy wants to disqualify them. Lord, we pray that you would give them favor. Favor with their neighbors. Favor with governing agencies. Favor uh, with the other churches there in the community. And uh, Lord, I pray that you're going to establish them individually and as a home, as a place of peace and a place for the gospel. Lord, I pray our church here, both corporately and individually, that we're going to be faithful to pray, to give, and as he said, to go and join them on those occasions where we can, to, to come alongside and support and be a part of what they're doing there. Oh God, we, we lift this all up to you as we commission, as we send them out 
on behalf of the Heights. And Lord, I pray you would see what our church is doing and you would bless us for it. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And would you all just uh, uh, applaud them again just as a... As a sign of celebration, as a sign of your commitment to stand behind them. I I guess in my prayers there, I should have prayed, Todd, that you wouldn't do anything superhero-like to to blow out the other hamstring. Do you know how rare it is to tear all three strings of the hamstring off the bone? And, uh, and, And he did that, so... Uh, clearly, he's a brilliant, wonderful man of God, but maybe in some places, not so smart. And so we, we pray that the Lord will give wisdom there and Veronica can rightly keep him under control. But uh, hey, listen, like I said, I know many of you know Todd and Veronica, and if you, you know them, you, you love them. I imagine you love them after six minutes of, of video, but uh, man, their walk with Christ is so wonderful and so genuine. And uh, you, if you don't know them, I want you to say hi to them. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ask, would, would your family, would y'all go ahead and just head on out the center aisle here, and they're going to be out there, uh, and there's a chance for you to meet them, and I believe, Todd and Veronica, that we even get some information from you about how you can be involved and in support, and uh, can I kind of connect with their ministry, so I hope you'll go out there, Todd and Veronica out there, a lot of our local ministries, because a lot of us are not hopping on a plane tomorrow, or maybe even in 2018, but we're not differentiating that, that going, the further you go, the better it is, no, going is the best, whether going is, is somewhere right here in the 804 or it does uh, take you somewhere else in the world. So all of those things. Uh, Wes, is there a table for trips? No, that's, that's on Missions Q. That's on Missions Q, which is April 11th. April 11th is when you'll have a chance to learn a little bit more about what our different trips are this year and how you can get signed up for those. So what's out there today is mostly local the things you can do locally and be involved locally in going. And then, of course, Todd and Veronica are out there. So I sure hope you'll go and uh, take advantage of that. It, boy, isn't it great to be a part of this church? I, I mean, I, I think, gosh, it sounds a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, folks, I, I, I say something I said at the beginning. We try. We're, we're trying. I think there's so much more we could do, and I think there's some things we don't do very well. But we're, we're sure trying as a church to be faithful to God's call to go into all the world. And, and to be faithful to presenting you individuals an, an opportunity to do that. So I sure hope you'll look out there and take advantage. You know, you're, you're not making any commitments. You're not locked into anything because you walk around out there and look at the tables and see what is available out there for you to learn about. So go check that out today. 